Welcome to episode 31 of the Free Your Mind podcast. We have got some more guests coming up. When I say we, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Me and all my personalities, maybe. We have got some good guests coming up because uh, I decided that's what I'm going to do. There'll be guests in amongst me waffling because I enjoy that also. Um, but today it's just me, me and myself and I. And today I want to talk about people pleasing. I want to talk about being the nice guy or people pleasing. or And you may not even know this is you in this moment because this can show up under the radar. A lot of the people I work with, they're not really aware of the patterns that show up until they are. Same as me. It's only when you see it, you see it. It's a bit like... Um, when you don't get a joke and then you get the joke and you're like, oh, oh yeah. You know, it's a bit like that. You've probably experienced that already. If you've been listening, if you've worked with me, whatever, for any length of time, you've probably experienced when you go, holy shit, I didn't see that was going on for me. I didn't know that was there. And once you see it, that awareness is is probably most of the battle often I find once you notice it once you see it it can lose its grip on you it can dissolve somewhat or you can be conscious of it you can go ah oh, there it is so anyway so I'm going to start with a bit of a story so this this person in particular this client actually uh, a story that he was sharing and part of the reason I can see it in people is because I've seen it for myself and because I've seen it for myself I then see it in other people they say if you spot it you've got it um, which also applies to triggers, by the way. When people trigger you, your judgments on others are usually your judgments of yourself, as you probably know by now. Um, but anyway, let me stay with this subject. So essentially, he likes playing football on a Monday, Monday night. His wife's at home, uh, and often he'll get back from work, and she's stressed and you know had a hard day, etc. He wants to go to football. Now, even if he does go... He feels guilty. He feels bad. He doesn't enjoy it as much because he feels like he shouldn't be there. And he finds himself wanting to stay at home to appease his wife, to help her. Um, but obviously sacrificing himself in the process, right? Now, there has to obviously be a limit here. If you're playing football seven nights a week, then maybe actually staying home and helping your wife could help, right? Um if you're out all of the time and you're back one evening, uh, you know, then again, you may want to look at that. But only you get to decide where your boundaries are, where your limits are. But in this case, that's the one thing he does. And it's very useful to him from a health perspective, a social perspective. But when we look deeper at this, it's like, has she said that? No, no, no. She's, she likes me going. She's happy for me to go. Okay, cool. So first thing is obviously ask her, find out uh, and explore that. But it was interesting to see that he is the driving force behind that and the feeling of guilt. I've had this. I have this. I still get this sometimes, that guilt when I'm away or that guilt when I go somewhere, etc. I've had that before. I've had that many times where it's like almost this feeling like I should be at home or feeling like I should be with the kids. I guess for me personally, that comes from my drive to be a good dad, my drive to give my kids everything I didn't have. And that doesn't actually mean physically anymore. It means more emotional and presence and time and fun and memories and enjoyment and conversation and safety. Uh, I can't do that if I'm not there, right? I didn't want to be the dad that's never present or never there. Um, so on on some level, you could acknowledge that guilt is useful, keeps keeps me focused on my values, on my etc. But what we noticed in this guy, and you may see in yourself, is what was actually driving it is he didn't like his wife feeling that way. 
on some level, wanting to save her from her emotions. To save her from emotions in her that he doesn't like. Because funnily enough, when we explore it, there are emotions he doesn't like in himself. Most people I work with hate negative emotions. They hate being stressed. They hate whatever that emotion is, right? They're, they're not okay. One of my clients recently discovered that when he gets sad, which is very rarely, because you have to hold it all together, when he gets sad, if he allows it out, he feels like he's never going to stop crying, but he doesn't actually allow it out because he gets angry at himself, and now he's pissed off at himself for feeling sad. <laughs> so you just suppress it all, crush it all down, right? Hope it doesn't emerge until you find yourself drinking or... Uh, what other you know stuffing food in your face or or losing your shit over small things um you know in traffic or emails that i don't know staff or whatever it is um so that was quite interesting because if we are not comfortable with our own emotions then we aren't going to be comfortable with the emotions in our kids for example or our wife how many of you are triggered by anger in your kids and you get angry at your kids for being angry. So you match their anger with anger because their anger makes you feel angry. <laughs> Is that their issue or your issue? Hint, it's your issue, right? Your uncomfortableness with their anger, maybe not knowing what to do with it, it triggering you. There's a reason that's triggering you. It's probably beyond this conversation, but reach out if you want to have a conversation about that. Um, you know, sadness, not knowing what to do with it. Our wife feeling upset or stressed or you know depending on what place you come from and I will explain this a bit more in a second you might either push back and and tell them they don't need to be stressed and it's tit for tat my life's harder than yours you might try and fix their problems right tell them why everything's okay and why life's great and essentially what you're kind of saying to them without saying to them is you have no right to feel the way you do or don't feel the way you do but normally we're doing that because we don't like feeling how we feel when they feel that way I don't like the way I feel when my wife is sad. So therefore, if I take away her sadness by either trying to manipulate her out of it, tell her why she shouldn't be sad, or I can people please. If I take away the things that make her sad, then she won't be sad and then I won't need to feel the way I feel, right? So you see all of this, I hope. Everything points back to you because your experience can only happen inside of you. Your emotions, your thoughts, that's what triggers are. If you're being triggered by traffic or some dickheads or staff or colleagues or your boss or whatever job it is you do or whatever your life is right those triggers are pointing you home to your own emotions and they're normally emotions that you haven't dealt with you haven't worked through or they're parts of your shadow if you want to call it that they're parts of yourself that you're trying to suppress or deny the parts of yourself that you don't want to see or there's just a general feeling of discomfort around those emotions often goes back to kind of childhood and adolescence and how we've learned to adapt, right? So let's stick with the people pleaser theme um, for today. So essentially what it is, is think about it like this, right? You know this by now, I'm sure. If you don't, go back, listen to all my other shit, then come back again. <laughs> we, on some level, are built to survive. Essentially, that's it. We're here to survive. Fight, flight, freeze, and fornicate. So eat, Stay alive, have sex, reproduce, good. We, we continue to perpetuate the species. That is ultimately, on a, on a really kind of primary level, what we're here to do. All this other stuff, purpose and love and creativity, that's all come later. That's all um, 
you know, as we've evolved more as beings and, and, and we've become aware of consciousness, we're consciousness that become, become aware of itself. But the thing is, is on a, on a deeper level, on a nervous system level, on a reptilian brain level, or even a mammalian brain level, we are still animals. We think that logic is driving the car, but it isn't. It's, it's emotion. And often it's, it's what our brain wants, not what we logically think we want. Logically, our human brain says, right, I want to be in shape and make loads of money and be a good dad. But if our nervous system or our brain has other ideas, then tough shit. It's a case of tough titty, right? You're fucking doing drugs. You're sabotaging shit. You're procrastinating. You're laying in bed because you can't be asked for anything. You're angry. You're losing your shit. <laughs> Whatever it is, right? That is the point of this conversation. Because if we don't know ourselves on that level, we can't be better. If we don't know ourselves on a nervous system level, a brain level, a deeper level, the darkest parts of ourself level, we can't be better, we can't do better, we can't evolve. And that is the thing here. So, fight, flight, freeze, right? Stress shows up, we're triggered. You probably know that feeling. I get a, a sinking feeling in my stomach, I get this feeling in my stomach. Uh, I've recently, when I check in with that feeling, I realise it's fear, a lot more than I realised. I thought I was quite not fearless, but I didn't realize that fear showed up for me as much as it did until recently. I've dropped more into that and to know myself on a deeper level because it never ends. It's like, uh, almost like inception. You drop into this dream within a dream, within a dream, within a dream. <laughs> so you just keep going and going really fun. But where was I? Fear. So you know that feeling when you get triggered, right? You know it. I realize I lose my ability to talk as well. I, I can't see clearly. Uh, my vision goes a little bit. I can feel anger. Anger is an emotion that shows up for me a lot. Overwhelm, confusion, this feeling in my stomach. Um, depending on what the feeling is, sadness tends to be behind my eyes. Sometimes a lump in my throat, that shows up sometimes, but mainly this deep feeling in my stomach. And we're triggered, right? Fight. We're going to punch it. We're going to smash it. We're going to shout at it. We're going to overwork. We're going to run at it. We're going to burn ourselves into the ground. We're going to work 400 hours this week to tackle the threat, right? Whatever that threat is. Flight, as you probably know, is run away from it. Um, that can show up as, uh, in some ways, sitting on the sofa, not being able to face your emails or get on with your day, not logging into your bank account because you're scared of what's going to be there, ignoring emails from your accountant, uh, not being proactive and messaging a client and telling them the work's going to be late because you're hoping if you just ignore it, it'll go away, uh, You know, not going home because your wife's in a mood, whatever that flight is, you probably know those patterns in yourself. Run away from the stress, right? Then we've got freeze, which is just kind of deer, <laughs> deer in headlights. I'm laughing because I was imagining like, <laughs> clearly I'm in a, a childish mood today, but um, I'm picturing from a film. I don't know what the film is, where the deer runs in front of the car. Like headlights. <laughs> it's a bit like, I don't know how that helps us survive, but apparently that's there. I think it's like where, you know, we almost don't know what to do. So if we just play dead, <laughs> everything will be fine. Now, again, if we look at this on a primal level, a tiger comes in, punch it in the face, might be okay, stab it potentially, uh, run away from it, you might be all right. Um, freeze, you know, if it, if it doesn't see me, we'll be fine, act dead, maybe it won't eat me. Uh, they're normally situation dependent. If a tiger comes in and there's 20 of us, I'm probably going to run because I know I'm quick. 
if a tiger comes in, I'm on my own. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do at that point. Maybe I'm going to attack it because I'm going to die. So I'm going to die trying, right? Um, who knows? We won't know because from a logical perspective, we think we're going to react a certain way. We don't know because in that moment, logic is off the table. It's too slow. The brain takes over, nervous system takes over, and it runs the pattern it thinks is going to be useful. So you may have experienced that, right, where you react different to what you thought. Um, now, interestingly, fawn, spelled F-A-W-N, so fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Fawn has been identified as a stress response or a reaction to stress where we try to appease the threat. That's the equivalent of this tiger comes in here and I look around quickly, see what I can feed it. You know? <laughs> How can I appease the threat? Give it a stroke, feed it some food. How can I make this tiger less angry, less hungry? If I can take away the emotion or the needs of this threat, then I might be okay. If I can feed it, stroke it, befriend it, I might be okay. Now, if we look at that as a kid, if I can be the good boy, stop getting in trouble, stop getting in trouble, get good grades, do the housework, you know, make my mum a cup of tea, whatever. If I can appease her emotions, I might be okay because I need her to survive, right? I can't, I can't fight her because I'm going to lose. I can't run away because I'm going to starve. Um, going into freeze might help, to be fair, if she's coming at me, you know, verbally or if you just don't do anything, then you just don't make the situation worse. But if I can people please, if I can help her emotion or take away her emotion we learn on some level we're responsible for other people's emotions our parents i think that's where it begins and then we we think we're responsible for our child's emotions or our wife's emotions or you know so you can probably see the theme here if she's feeling stressed and that makes me feel bad or i feel guilty or that compromises my relationship i can take away her stress or i think i can by staying at home by being you know, taking the kids off her so she can go to bed or she can do whatever. or And that's not necessarily a bad thing if it's coming from the right place. But the, the issue with this response is it starts, if, if it's running for you, it shows up everywhere. It shows up and replying to client emails whilst you're on holiday because you think that they're going to be upset with you and you don't want them to be upset with, with you. You don't want them to feel angry. You don't want them to think that you aren't doing a good job. So now suddenly you're doing shit you don't want to do but you don't you wonder why you're doing it but it's because it's coming from a, a deeper part right it's coming from this kind of people pleasing part we might say what we think people want us to say look the way we think we should mold in certain situations so that we always avoid conflict essentially avoid upsetting people but the problem with this is sometimes there can be no limit you're sacrificing yourself constantly to help others. Now, women do this a lot. So I know I have some female listeners as well. Females do this particularly well. Um, or not well, I say particularly well, particularly badly. It depends on what way you want to see it. They're very good at this, sacrificing their own needs for everyone else. Some men expect their wives to be that way because that's how they were parented, etc. And then wonder why their wife is suffering with chronic illnesses and mis miserable. <laughs> um, I don't know why I laugh at that. I guess I'm laughing because of the the obvious flaws in this system that we don't know until we know, right? So I just found this interesting. I just find this really interesting to notice how this shows up for people. Now, it might not show up for you, but you might see it in others, um, or it might show up for you, but to certain points. I used to find that I would people please, but then I would suppress that 
emotion, but then there'd come a point where I'd get angry. It's like I'd people please until I'm angry now, and now everyone can fuck off. <laughs> everyone can fuck off. Um, so I just find that really fascinating because, again, when we look at ourselves from that level, we see this fight, flight, freeze. We see this fawn response, and it's very interesting because that awareness is power because you then get to look at what have I heard in this conversation? You get to sit with what I've said and you think, wow, that landed, that landed, that not so much. Where is this showing up for me? And then you get to consciously decide. You get to consciously look at, is this working, is this not? Is this useful, is this not? I can't tell you the answers. I'm not saying it's good or bad, right or wrong. But it's like until we're aware of it, we can't change it. Once we become aware of it, we can change some of it, change all of it or change none of it. At least we then know we're making the conscious decision. Yeah, I get that I'm doing this, but I'm okay with that. And I do this, and actually I could probably do that less. You know, for example, you may say, actually, I really love being supportive to my wife, and now I think about it from this level, that's more important than football, and I'm okay doing that. However, I'm not okay replying to clients all the time when I'm on holiday, supposed to be with my wife and kids, so I'm going to stop that. So you get to consciously look at where these patterns are showing up for you. Now... That's what's interesting is obviously our, our nervous system hijacks us, our brain hijacks us, and our thoughts hijack us. Um, and until we see that, we can't do much with it. So I'm going to wrap that up, I think. I don't know how long this has been. Let's have a look. 17 minutes. All right, cool. I like it around this time. So um, I like it to be kind of short, sweet. I like it to leave you with things to think about, to ponder on, to reflect on. Um I'm going to leave that there for now, I think. Yeah, anyway, I appreciate you being here. Uh, as I said, uh, over the next few weeks, I've got other people coming on board uh, for interviews and stuff. Essentially, I just want to expand this conversation, sometimes hearing it from someone else, sometimes hearing it in a different way, sometimes hearing other people's stories. It's all just to create that, that insight. It's all just to create that new way of thinking someone in the gym said to me they started listening to my podcast which um said it really you know it kind of messes with your thinking i like that it's like yeah that's what i'm trying to do I'm trying to disrupt i guess you know we're kind of we can be like robots just kind of repeating these patterns do this do this do this do this do this do this even if they're not working you know i like to get in there and mess shit up a little bit so we kind of create uncertainty or doubt or you start to question do I want to live this way? Is this really working for me? Is there a better way of living? Or we start to see, holy shit, that is really affecting me and I didn't even realise and then we can step back from it. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening or watching, depending on where you are. If this is useful, uh, share it. That's always good because the more people that listen, the better we become and the better the world becomes and the better everything fucking becomes, right? So, uh, share it if it was useful and I'll speak to you soon. Have a good one.